Hello and welcome to Dealcast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham. I'm a business journalist who's been covering M&A for a decade. In this episode, we're looking at dealmaking in the Iberian region, following on from Merger Market's recent summit in Madrid. I'm joined by Rupert Koch, who is a senior editor and head of Iberian coverage. Hi, Rupert. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Juliana. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So firstly, can you talk through the general mood of the event, please? The feeling in the room was that Iberian M&A uh, is at a transition point. The, the market had been going very well. It was hit very hard by uh, rising interest rates for reasons I can explain in a moment. And uh, deal volumes have gone, have gone down quite considerably, uh, particularly on the private equity side. But the mood was cautiously optimistic. I think people are seeing, uh, seeing deals coming through. They're seeing some activity, although there was a lot of talk about how difficult it was to execute deals. And I mentioned a second earlier. Uh, that uh, Iberia had been particularly hit hard by uh, by uh, rising interest rates, which obviously makes debt more more expensive. And the, one of the panelists explained that the reason for that is that Spain, which is the major country in the Iberian region, obviously, has much lower household saving rates than other European countries. So having lower household saving rates means that there is less equity available in the market. There are fewer institutional investors, fewer limited partners. And that makes the market particularly dependent, A, on debt and B, on foreign capital. And obviously, the debt side of the equation has been hit hard by raising by rising interest rates. People mentioned that uh, we need to get used to the new scenario. Uh, negative interest rates and zero interest rates aren't coming back any anytime soon. So there's a there's an adjustment period, and I think that the, the the mood was that the adjustment period will come to an end at some point. It's very difficult to predict exactly when, but the the end of the tunnel is in sight. Yeah, and certainly rising interest rates is something we've seen across the Eurozone and, and around the world. And interesting to find out how those have impacted deal making specifically in Spain. So you mentioned earlier about private equity funds, and that's a big theme that continues is that private equity has lots of dry powder that needs to be deployed. You said that that slowed down a bit. What are the private equity funds in the Iberian region looking at and, and what kind of deals are they executing? One of the speakers made a fascinating point. He said that, obviously, as you just mentioned, private equity funds have huge amounts of dry capital that was that, that was raised before the Ukraine war and the various shocks that came with it, including inflation and higher interest rates. And they have been fairly reluctant to deploy it. And even in the cases where they're not reluctant to deploy it, there's still a valuation gap. And the valuation gap comes because the debt's more expensive. So that means that private equity funds can have to pay lower prices, but the vendors don't necessarily accept the new valuation. So, it, so, so there's a lot of dry powder available, but it hasn't necessarily been deployed. And one of the speakers said that it is starting to be deployed, but it's being deployed particularly in very high quality 
small assets because there's a very clear case for private equity ownership of these assets. Uh, and the speaker said that once, once those deals, which we could probably, it's a little bit of a cliche, but we could probably describe them as low hanging fruit. Once, once those deals have started to emerge, private equity funds will then start to be more ambitious, whether that is looking at lower quality assets that need a turnaround or need some active management or much larger assets. So a focus on quality assets, but what about the sectors that private equity buyers or indeed other buyers are most interested in? One of the big themes of the event was about the energy transition. Spain and Portugal have done a great job positioning themselves as major players in renewables. Yeah, with lots of sunshine there. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, lots of sunshine, uh, great weather. It helps tourism, but it also helps photovoltaic uh, solar power. And there's a lot of potential there. One of the speakers said that the energy transition in Iberia will be the biggest deployment of capital in the region in decades. The the opportunity is amazing. People mentioned that. Spain, Spain and Portugal traditionally have been seen as a launch pad for, for investments in, in Latin America. You can buy a Spanish company or a Portuguese company that's invested in Brazil or, or Mexico or wherever, and you, you get less country risk because the headquarters are in Lisbon or Madrid or Barcelona. Uh, that's no longer so much the case. People, um, investors are much less interested in Latin America than they used to be. They perceive quite a lot of political risk and people are investing in Iberia for its own sake, particularly energy transition companies, clean tech companies, infrastructure companies. And uh, that, that involves everything from transport because uh, Spain is positioning itself as a as a green hydrogen hub, and that's going to involve a huge amount of infrastructure spending as well. Okay, great, thank you. And we spoke on a, another episode recently about foreign direct investment screening. Can you explain how that's playing out in Spain, please? Yes, FDI screening in Spain uh, tends to be quite slow. One of the speakers mentioned that it's slower than in other countries in Europe. It takes four or five months. Six months is fairly typical, sometimes up to a year. That makes sense with big controversial deals, but some of the deals that are maybe uh, less controversial take quite a long. It takes quite a long time to get the approvals simply because it's just a bureaucratic process. Now, there's a general election coming up in Spain on the 23rd of July. Uh, the centre-left Socialist Party, uh, the incumbents, the centre-right Popular Party, the opposition, are slightly ahead in the polls. And there was some talk that the that the, the Popular Party, known as the PP, might uh, make the process a little bit more agile and easier to get the less controversial deals over the line. Great. Thank you. And let's finish off by looking at what's on the horizon for the rest of 2023 going into 2024 when it comes to deal making in Iberia. What trends are you seeing? You already mentioned about the energy transition. That looks like it's going to be a big one. But what else is happening? For me, one of the most interesting points in the whole conference was uh, there was a panel on venture capital and entrepreneurship and startups. And one of the speakers made the point that entrepreneurship has never been more fashionable in Iberia. 
Uh, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Kids want to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship is cool. And Spain punches above its weight in business schools. It has some really top class business schools. So I think that was a very positive note for the future. We're seeing some interesting tech companies, some interesting startups. Uh, there's, there is capital to be deployed there, although maybe not quite as much as, as, as we need. But and uh, Spain and Portugal also have great engineers. They they have great science. They uh, they punch above their weight in research in life sciences. Although we're not quite there yet in terms of getting giant life science companies. But the the the, the signs are generally positive. And if you take a very long term view, I think we're definitely going in the right direction when it comes to innovation. And I think. We can almost include ESG in innovation, ESG being environmental, social and governance issues, which encompasses clean tech and the energy transition. Great, Rupert. Good to talk to you. Thanks very much. That was Rupert Koch, Senior Editor and Head of Iberian Coverage. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of DealCast presented by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. Please rate, review and follow the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, have a look at our show notes. Join us again next week.